Hey friend, do you wanna offer meaningful learning solutions that create behavior change, fit in the flow of work and yield real results for your nonprofit? If yes, this is the podcast for you. Join me as I explore instructional design and leadership development best practices, as well as change management, belonging, and influence. If we haven't met yet, I'm Heather and I've been in your shoes. I'm a learning and development consultant and founder of Skill Masters Market. Before starting my business, I led learning and leadership development initiatives for a large national nonprofit. I know what it's like to need to develop your staff quickly and effectively and to build the relationships and cut through the organizational layers to be successful. And I'm bringing all of that to you in this podcast. So block your calendar, turn off your Teams or Slack chat, and let's dive in. It's learning for good. Have you or one of your team members ever taken a parental leave? If so, you know how hard it can be to navigate. I had two of my babies while working internally at a national nonprofit and one as a consultant. I can remember all the prep work that went into the weeks leading up to my leave. I needed to complete certain projects and I needed to get others to a place where they could be put on hold. And some I needed to hand off to someone else to manage while I was out. If you've ever welcomed a baby into your home, that is stressful enough on its own, even as exciting as it is. You don't want to have the added stress of what's being left undone at work. So how do we help our nonprofit leaders navigate time out of the office? What can learning and development do? That's what we're going to explore with guest Lacey Kempinski today as we explore the parental leave dilemma. Lacey is the founder and owner of Balanced Good. She is a graduate of McMaster University and Georgian College's Fundraising and Resource Development Program. She's a mission-driven fundraiser with nearly 15 years of experience, fueled by passion to make an impact for the cause she is championing. After 10 years of working in-house as a major gift fundraiser, she jumped into consulting, quickly realizing she couldn't be the mom and professional she wanted to be in a traditional workforce. As an entrepreneur and business owner, she is now focused on changing the way our sector supports parental leave and working parents. She believes this is one important key to improving the social profit sector's burnout and turnover dilemma. Most importantly, Lacey is a mom to three children, seven, five, and three. When she's not working or playing Lego, you can find her hiking trails around her family's off-grid home near Perry Sound. Lacey, I am so excited to have you today to talk about the parental leave dilemma and how we can help our nonprofit leaders navigate time out of the office. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks so much for having me, Heather. I'm really excited to have this discussion, especially through the lens of how our nonprofit leaders can really tackle this dilemma. Absolutely. And there are so many different reasons that a person might be out of the office. And Parental leave is just one of them. So I think this particular episode is going to resonate on so many levels. There are so many reasons, whether somebody's going out on a medical leave, parental leave, bereavement leave, whatever it is, where they need time out of the office. And it's a huge opportunity for us in L&D, in talent management, to be able to help our leaders navigate that time. So super excited to dive in with you today. I know I did a brief bio, but I always like to hear in your own words, Tell me a little bit about your career journey. How did you get to where you are today? And why is this important to you? Yeah, of course. I love chatting about this, Heather. So 
I worked in the nonprofit sector, really in healthcare and hospital fundraising space for about 10 years. I had a very specific career vision when I first started my career that I wanted to be a healthcare hospitals foundation CEO. And I did all of the things to support that. So from a leadership perspective, making sure that I'm jumping into volunteer activities, getting my CFRE, being involved in different committees, all of these pieces. And I was laser focused. Then I had my first son and I realized, wow, it's really hard to balance all of these things. But I went back to work and I'm in Canada. So we're very fortunate in Canada that you get 12 to 18 months of paid leave off, which is incredible. And I know a lot of my American friends don't have that. But I think that's important to frame that I was out of the office for 12 months. I came back to work, continued moving up and in my career journey. And then after I had my second son, I realized that I can't keep doing this. I can't keep pushing myself to be what I thought I wanted to be. And I realized that there were constraints. And we're going to talk about this, I think, throughout our conversation today. But constraints in the sector that were allowing me to not be the career woman I wanted to be and the mom I wanted to be. So I decided to start balanced good. And what kind of it first started as a, if I could get some work off of some leaders desks, oftentimes in our sector, the leaders are women. If I could get some work off their desks so they could be more present for their family and I can be more present for mine would be fantastic. And then I realized that we have a problem in our sector and it's a good problem. We have incredible women in our sector. The majority of our sector is women. But that also means that there's parental leaves, that there's gaps, and that there's working parents balancing all of this. So how can we do this better? And so that question led me to creating our parental leave program, which really supports the the gaps related to parental leaves in our sector. I love that to think about like, how can we share the workload, right? I'm looking for a different level of flexibility, maybe a different number of hours that I'm working during the week. You're looking to offload some things that maybe are keeping you busy that they don't necessarily require you to do, right? So how can we share that workload? And then moving from that into really coming in during a time of need like parental leave to figure out how you can continue to share the workload, but in a much more quote unquote full-time way, but more of a, we're going to keep everything moving for you so that you can take the full break that, that you need. So when you talk a little bit about the parental leave dilemma, it's come up a couple of times in the introduction and everything. What is that? When you say parental leave dilemma, what do you mean? Yeah, uh, such a great question. And I was thinking about this. What is the parental leave dilemma and how could I describe it? And to be honest, I don't even know if we could accurately call it a dilemma as more of the parental leave reality. Because the reality is that this will happen in your workforce, right? So as a leader, you need to look at it that way, that this is a reality that will happen. So in the United States alone, and I think a lot of us will know this, but the nonprofit sector accounts for one in 10 jobs. And it's the third largest workforce with 12.3 roughly million people. Of that, 75% of those 12.3 million people are women. So that's significant. So 9.2 million. I would say I do have the stats for this, but please don't check my math. I'm rounding a little bit just to give you a ballpark. And so of those 9.2 million, 71% of mothers in the US are working mothers. So that equates to about six and a half million women in the American nonprofit sector who are working moms. So to say that this is reality, this is going to happen, you're going to have parental leaves on your team, and the numbers are quite similar in Canada, 
just on a smaller scale. But we need to think more thoughtfully about how we can support our team and this kind of life transition and milestone. And I think it's also important to layer on top of that, that there really are impacts in our workforce when it comes to motherhood, specifically around like the motherhood wage penalty. So in the US, mothers experience this thing called a motherhood wage penalty, where they lose 15% of their salary for every child they have under the age of five, which is significant. And then this has impacted more women who are Black, Native American, Latino, Asian, they're impacted by this even more. So if we're wanting equity and equality in our sector and in our workforce, we really need to think about what are the pieces that are impacting the women and the parents that work in our sector. So tangibly, when we think about what is this parental leave dilemma or the parental leave reality, it's staffing gaps. It's women and parents not returning to their current role. It's turnover. It's burnout. All of these things are tangible things that happen in reflection of parental leaves. Yeah, I can imagine that with that, especially with that number, right? The number of women in the workforce, the number of parents in the workforce, that you're going to see a lot of those staffing gaps. You're going to see a lot of turnover as women or parents don't return to their roles after welcoming a child into their home because it does change the dynamic of the home. It changes the schedule. It changes everything (laughs) from thinking about picking up and dropping off at daycare. What time does it open? What time does it close? Or bringing in a nanny? What is the cost of that, right? There's a lot of different factors that go into whether a person would return to work. What are the biggest challenges that you see? Yeah, I think that's an important question. And I just talked about this in my last answer. Really, it is about turnover and burnout, right? When we think about turnover in the sector, we don't think about parental leave, but the connections between the two are strong. Anecdotally, so many women and parents tell me that they use their parental leave as a time and place to reflect on their current role and look for new opportunities, especially if they weren't supported in going into their current parental leave. But it's also important to think about the cost of turnover, right? In some studies, it shows that the cost of turnover is double the salary of the person in that role. Plus, there's a time piece to turnover when we think about the HR elements of recruiting, onboarding, interviewing, and all of those pieces. And then I think on top of that, with the challenges, not just related to turnover, but there's also a loss of mentorship in our sector when incredible women and parents turn over and leave to new organizations, right? We have junior staff now struggling because they don't have maybe that mentor that they were looking up to. So I think, you know, there are so many challenges. And when we look at it from a leadership perspective, we often think of parental leave as like, almost like a headache that you don't want to acknowledge. But I think when we look at it from a, this is a reality perspective, and you have plans in place, it really helps. Do you wish you could connect with other nonprofit learning and development leaders? I know what it feels like to want someone to bounce ideas off of and to learn from someone who really understands you and your work. Imagine if you could have a simple way to meet people in the field, ask questions, and share information. That's why I created the Nonprofit Learning and Development Collective, where nonprofit L&D, talent management, and DEI leaders can connect with each other quickly and easily in a virtual space. 
When you join this community, you will walk away with a new, diverse, and powerful network and a sounding board for your staff development needs. So if you're ready to exchange ideas and collaborate with your peers, come join the nonprofit L&D Collective. Yeah, that makes sense. There's a lot of research out there on staff turnover and what the actual cost is, not just from a bottom line perspective, but like you said, how does it impact the workforce as a whole? What solutions do you recommend? You've seen this, you've worked with organizations who are going through this. Your team has taken the leave opportunities for people so that they can take that break. What solutions are you seeing and you recommending to people? Like you said, our team goes in and we actually cover the parental leaves, which you know, is a great solution that we're actually having thoughtful planned parental leaves and that the workload is being supported while the parent is off growing their family. So I think that the biggest thing that you can do as a leader is to have a plan in place and not to have a plan in place once somebody tells you they're ex- that they're expanding their family or they're adopting, but to have this plan in place now prior to anyone telling you this news. So that way, when somebody shares the news with you, you already have a little bit of a plan. And this isn't just from an HR perspective. Here's the A, B, and C of what we'll do to navigate this parental leave, but really from a thoughtful leadership development and job trajectory perspective. So asking your team member, okay, you're going on leave. How can we support it not impacting that? And how can we make sure, you know, if you're wanting to move on to more senior roles, that we can still make sure you have the experiences and the work experience you need with your parental leave in that roadmap. Also from a workload perspective. So really thinking about what the plan would be from a workload perspective for that individual's role, but also from an impact on other team members. When you fail to plan for a parental leave, what ends up happening is that the workload from the person going on leave gets shifted to the entire team. That can cause even more burnout, can cause resentment, and can cause overall challenges in the workplace. So having this plan is extremely important. A couple other recommendations and solutions that I always offer, especially when we are filling these roles and what we see is the need for clear job descriptions and very clear performance metrics. So I talk about this often that to know what we need to support in a parental leave means that we need to have a very clear job description. What is it specifically that this person is responsible for, this person is doing. I joke, but it's not really a joke that we should not have other duties as assigned in a job description, that we have very clear expectations. And then we have performance metrics around these. And why I suggest like performance metrics is because then as a leader, when this person is preparing for leave, when they come back from leave, we really have a good benchmark of how they're performing in their role without having to have things like you need to be in the office from nine till five. If we have clear performance metrics, we can create a workspace where there's room for autonomy. Like Heather, you mentioned when you become a parent, there's daycare pickups and drop-offs and arranging a nanny and sick days and all of these pieces. So as a leader, if you have really clear performance metrics and you know that the person in the role is fulfilling their job duties, then you're able to provide them with autonomy which really is priceless. I know for some nonprofits, they have to have people serving clients and doing things like that. So thinking those through. And then just understanding the ROI and investing in your team members versus the turnover piece like we talked about earlier. 
Yeah, that makes sense. I talk a lot about setting clear expectations. I feel like from a training and leadership development perspective, clear expectations can help in a lot of different ways. So it makes sense that it would also help from a parental leave perspective. So thanks for sharing those solutions and the things that you typically recommend. So knowing my audience is typically they're going to be in a training leadership development type role, maybe in a talent management role. How can they support nonprofit leaders who need time out of the office? What are some things that particular group can do? For sure. I love this question. So I think the first thing is creating time and space for you and your team to work towards co-creating parental leave plans or any type of leave plan. If you know somebody is going on leave, making sure you build an extra time in your calendar to really co-create what this plan looks like. I would also recommend having standards laid out on what leave looks like. So not just what the time away looks like, but from in your organization and in your team, do you recommend your team return to leave on a modified schedule? Or do you recommend that they return from leave on a Wednesday versus a Monday? Or what does that all look like? And as I mentioned, really exploring modified hours, if that's helping. And then I think the biggest thing, and I alluded to this in my last response, is making sure that you create space for autonomy that's backed by performance metric tracking. If you can create autonomy in your role, you're going to have working parents that are able to do both of the things that they want to do really well. Parents want to do their job well. In this sector, we have this deep desire to make an impact in our world and to do great things. So the people that I see thriving in their roles are really people who are like supported working parents that have the autonomy to be able to show up as a parent and to show up as a nonprofit professional. Yeah, that makes sense. I remember actually a friend of mine told me, anytime I need something done, I look for a working parent because I know that they can handle it. <laughs> they, they can juggle it. So uh, yeah. I think there is something to that. So I love what you've shared. And I think from a talent management perspective, from a training leadership development perspective, we often are thinking about what does good performance look like? What does it look like? What does it feel like? What does it sound like to do whatever that thing as well? And so we have an opportunity to really partner on performance metrics and help do the analysis to figure out what those look like and bring people together in a way that they can share. And so I think there's a lot of opportunity here for L&D as well as talent management and HR staff to be involved and to make this parental leave process go a little more smoothly and hopefully be not a pain point within the organization, but something that is exciting and something that people can feel like they can really celebrate at work as well. Lacey, any final words for my audience today? Honestly, one, just thank you for the great work that you're doing. And I think that the main takeaway from this is to make sure that you have a plan and a thoughtful plan. And we could, with a plan, we can really move from this idea of parental leaves being a dilemma to parental leaves being like a welcomed reality that can strengthen our workforce. I love that. I would love to see that shift. Lacey, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks, Heather. Wow. That's all I can say. I knew that parental leave was a challenge, but I didn't realize the reality of how many people it really affected and how. I know as L&D leaders, we want to help reduce turnover and we want to help improve performance. And you heard both of those things today. It sounds like parental leave really provides an opportunity for us to support both. So I'd love to hear from you. What is your organization doing to support parental leave? 
head over to the Nonprofit Learning and Development Collective and share so that your colleagues from nonprofits all over the world can learn from you. And I'll see you next time on Learning for Good. Hey friend, was this episode helpful for you? Did you like what you heard? Do you want more content like this? Here are three things you can do. Hit subscribe, leave a review on Apple Podcasts or your podcast app of choice. Share this episode with a colleague. This means so much to me personally. I read every review, but it also helps me learn what content you like most so I can create more of what you want. All right, turn that Teams or Slack chat back on when you're ready, and I'll see you next time on Learning for Good.